Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. All right, this evening we're talking about uh, fasting and praise. This is lesson number four, and we're going to do that. Praise God, we are going to praise the Lord a little bit more this evening. Is that okay with you to do that? Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for the privilege of studying your word together this evening. We do so in the mighty name of Jesus with thankful and grateful hearts, believing your Holy Spirit will anoint our ears to hear it, hearts to receive it, minds to be open to it. And we will stay focused on what you would have us to know, understand, and do as far as your word is concerned, your will is concerned, and your ways are concerned. So, Father, be glorified in all that is said and all that is done. And we'll be glad to give you the praise, honor, and glory that you deserve for all things. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Praise God. Opening text is going to be Hebrews 13, verse 15. A familiar text to all of us, I do believe. By him. Who's he talking about? Jesus. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God once in a while, continually, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Very, very important scripture found here in the book of Hebrews. And I want to share just three points here from this particular text that will help us tonight better understand how important it is that we truly sacrifice the sacrifice of praise to God continually in our lives. Point number one, first and foremost, everything that we do as a Christian we have to do it through Jesus. What did he say? Without me, you can do what? Absolutely nothing. What did Paul say? All that you do in word and deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Our approach to God, to his throne, we are told, we come, how? By the blood of Jesus. Having this new and living way open before us, through the blood of the Lamb, we can enter to the holiest place of all. And also here we discover that if we're going to offer sacrifices of praise, how do we offer them? Through Jesus. As a matter of fact, if we go all the way back to the very beginning of human history, what do we discover? If we're going to approach God, it's required that we have a sacrifice. You start with Adam and Eve. He go right through Cain and Abel, Noah, the Levitical sacrifice. You could say the Jewish or Levitical sacrificial system. All those sacrifices pointed to one supreme and final sacrifice that was made by whom? By the Lord Jesus Christ. He made the ultimate sacrifice and paid the price for us. Why? So that there would put an end. Matter of fact, look at Hebrews chapter um, 10 and verse 14, he put an end to all the sacrifices that needed to be sacrificed. For by one offering, he hath perfected forever. I like that, don't you? How long did he perfect? Forever. Who did he affect? Or who, who did he perfect? Those that believe on him. Those that are sanctified by his blood. You didn't realize you are already perfected, did you? Boy, if you just learned that tonight, wouldn't that be great? You're perfected. We're all 
all perfected by one sacrifice, praise God, forever. What does that mean? That Jesus, by his one sacrifice, you could say that he fulfilled, completed, and put an end to all the Jewish sacrificial system. Put an end to it. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. What that tells us is this. The only sacrifice that's left to offer is a spiritual sacrifice. Not a physical, not a natural, not an animal sacrifice, but a spiritual sacrifice. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So how are our sacrifices made acceptable? By Jesus Christ. Christ. So first and foremost, everything that we do as a Christian, we've got to do through Jesus. So it's in the name of Jesus we worship Him tonight. That is the Father on the throne. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, praise God, I believe our spirits will soar and ascend and rise up on high and make contact with the very throne of Almighty God. Okay, number two. Notice that this sacrifice of praise is to be offered up continually. What does that infer? To me it infers this. My sacrifice of praise cannot be based on my circumstances. Cannot be based on my circumstances. In the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 and then verses 11 through 13 this is the Apostle Paul speaking and this is the English Standard Version of the Bible. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And then verse 11. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ or through Him that strengthens me. So what is he saying? He is saying this was a learned behavior. I have learned how to do this. Now consider this. If he's saying rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, that's at all times, which he did say in, in, to the church of Thessalonica, we're to give thanks always and everything give thanks. He's writing this letter from prison. And it is said that Paul probably spent anywhere from five, six, and upward, possibly even ten years in prison as he wrote some of the epistles. So imagine he is writing from that circumstance, being in prison. And how many, how many of you know that back then that prison was not a very comfortable place to be in? So if you consider his life, and he's telling us to rejoice always... And that this was a learned behavior on his, on his part. He withstood five times the cat of nine tails, 39 stripes on his back, five times. He experienced beaten with rods three times where they would take your sandals off your feet and they would beat the bottom of your feet, probably break your bones, make your feet swell up so that you couldn't walk and travel, you couldn't do anything. Three times he suffered that. And that's just the beginning of it all. He spent a night and a day in the, sh in the sea. He was stoned to death. And we believe raised up from the dead. He was sent into prison with Paul and Silas were in prison. Do you remember that story of Paul and Silas? So the whole point is he's telling us 
to do what he did. And he's saying it's a learned behavior. I have learned that whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content because I can do all things through Christ. So no matter what the affliction was, no matter what the circumstance was, he learned to give thanks and praise to God in that situation, knowing that God would rescue him out of it. We want the manifestation of God. We want His power to be on display. Then we need to understand that it's important that we worship Him and magnify and glorify Him regardless of what the situation might be. Now, it's also true that in the book of Psalms, you know, it speaks of the same thing. Continual praise. Look at Psalm 113, verses 1 through 3. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever evermore from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same the Lord's name is to be praised it doesn't seem possible apparently it is just praise him just praise him it's not that difficult if we just say praise you Lord oh man this is a tough situation here, but I'm going to praise you I know it may look bad but I'm going to praise you we got these three armies coming against us, but I'm going to praise you. I know I'm being challenged over here, but I'm going to praise you. It's tax time. I'm going to praise you. Right? Amen. What happened to the car? I'm going to praise you. And what was that about the stove or the refrigerator? I'm going to praise you. Not for the situation, but in the situation, I am going to praise you. I'm going to praise you in the morning. I'm going to praise you at the noontime. I'm going to praise you when the sun goes down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to sing until the glory of the Lord comes down. That's what I'm going to choose to do. So what does he teach us? The book of Psalms teaches us the same thing. Continually praise the Lord. And it's because our feelings are not in agreement with that when circumstances are adverse. It is a learned behavior, and Paul said, I learned to do this. And boy, what opportunity he had, right, to learn to do that, all the challenges that he faced. Look, praise and worship is a wonderful thing, but it's more than a nice thing. If we really want to have a continual manifestation of the presence and the power of the living God, then we really need to understand our need to praise Him and create for Him a habitation in which He can live in our midst. He inhabits the what? The praises of His people. So if we want to see a display of God's awesome power, we need to understand maybe a, a better understanding or higher level of what praise and worship is really all about. It's not about entertainment. It's not about singing the popular songs. It's about a whole lot more than that. It's all about something in the heart. Look at Psalm 50 and verse 23, by the way, we've said this one before. But this is what He wants to do. Whoso offers praise, not a bull, not a pigeon, not a turtle dove, but whoso offers praise glorifies me. And to him that orders his conversation aright, will I show, put on display, demonstrate, manifest the salvation, the miracle working power of God. Hallelujah. That's a pretty good statement there, wouldn't you say? So if I praise you, that means I'm glorifying you. And if I glorify you and live in the realm of that glory, you will show me your saving strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that good to know? And God's speaking to my heart about our assembly and how we can really get into a, a, a really a deeper level of praise and worship and ministering to the Lord so that the glory falls in this place.
Is that what your longing desire is? To see the glory of God manifest here among us? Okay, number three. Genuine praise comes from the heart, not just the lips. We ready for it now? Because this is really so very important. It is easy for us as human beings to really get kind of complacent, isn't it? It's easy for us to get to a place where we just go through the motion of singing the songs. Or singing a song. And we call that praise and worship. But you will notice, he said, it's the fruit of your lips. That's to give thanks to the Lord. So what is the sacrifice of praise? The fruit of my lips. Giving thanks to the Lord. So what's he inferring? It's important to know that the heart and the mouth must be in sync. It's easy to say something, but the heart not be in it. Look at Matthew 15, verse 8, what Jesus taught. This people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But where's their heart? Far from me. So it's important for us to realize that no one is exempt from this. Now, you can sing a song with your lips, but is it coming from the heart? Or am I just singing the words with my lips and my heart's not really in it? So when we come to a worship service like tonight or Sunday morning or whenever, it's really a struggle. It's a battle to stay focused and see to it that I throw my whole heart into my worship and praise of God. And I truly believe this with all my heart. If we can get all the people to come together and from the heart truly, truly desire to see God, His glory, His power in manifestation. And if we truly, from the depth of our souls, truly worship Him and praise Him with every fiber of our being, whether it's at home or here at a church service, He will inhabit our praises. He will manifest His glory, His power. His presence, His gifts, etc., and etc. Well, in order to be effective in doing this, and this is something that really is brought to light to me, look at Psalm 33, verses 6 through 9. It's up to us to develop within our own lives an attitude that stands in awe of God. We stand in awe of God from within. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. That's pretty powerful right there. And all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as in a heap. Huh. Meditate on that for a while. We think the waters of the ocean, the mighty waters of the ocean are beyond our comprehension. To him, he gathers them up as a heap. He lays up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Notice it says all the inhabitants of the world. All the inhabitants of the world. We're all to develop an attitude of awe when it comes to our God. 
But once again, human nature makes it very easy for us just to kind of take for granted that when we come together and we have a church service, we just kind of do our own thing. You know, we're going to go, we're going to sing a few songs, we're going to hear the word, we're going to, we're going to pray, and then we're going to leave. But if we really came to church with this kind of attitude that says, I am going to position myself to go to church tonight and I'm going to stand in awe of the living God because I know the potential exists that when we gather together like this, He will show up. He will manifest Himself. He will show His saving strength. He will pour forth His glory and His power. Amen. Can you imagine that? Hallelujah. That's what He wants to do, without doubt. He wants to show up, and He wants to demonstrate His power. He wants to show Himself strong on our behalf. But it takes us to cooperate together with Him. You see, awe really means to have, it's connected. Notice it says, those that fear the Lord will stand in awe. There has to be a godly reverential fear. And awe means that you have got, I have got an overwhelming attitude of respect and reverence for God. I put it this way. It was like when Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and full of glory and the angels cried holy, holy, holy. You did not have to say, hey Isaiah, worship the Lord. He was on his knees in a heartbeat, bowed before the presence of Almighty God. Why? He was awestruck. He stood in awe when he saw. Sometimes I'd like to maybe petition God this way and just say, can you remove the veil that separates us from seeing your glory, seeing your throne, seeing what Isaiah saw? Because if he ever removed that veil, I guarantee you, we'd probably be on our faces before God in a heartbeat. To see him high and lifted up and full of glory. His train fills the temple. The angels cry holy. To see as John saw Jesus on the Isle of Patmos. His hair like wool. His eyes a flame of fire. His feet like as if brass in the fire. I mean just imagine the, the vision that he had. Imagine that what he had seen when he saw the presence of the Lord. So it's important that we do our part so that God can do his part because I do believe it's on our part to truly reverence him to truly worship him and honor him so he can show himself alive and strong on our behalf and this next thing is important I know this is going to cause us cause us all to soul search every one of us we need to repent for allowing circumstances to cause us to lose sight of the very greatness and goodness of the God that we serve. Sometimes we're so caught up in adversity, so caught up in personal circumstances and all that, we kind of lose sight of the greatness and the goodness of our God. Oh, when we think about His greatness, our Lord God, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thy great power. 
Nothing is too difficult for you. When I rehearse in my mind and I think about the waters of the Red Sea parting in an instant by the mighty hand of God. And if we can only imagine how high the waters were congealed, frozen like ice on either side. And who knows how wide it was to get two and a half to three million people to walk through that path over to the other side. How wide that was, how the waters were so powerful, but yet to him, it was like a sneeze. It was nothing to congeal those waters. Imagine the greatness of our God who spoke in all the vast universe, the vast reaches of space, were brought into being and continue to manifest as the light of His glory and His creative powers continue to flow. What a great God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. You know, sometimes I think we're all guilty of making God smaller than He really is. And what we do is we kind of limit Him by our thinking and understanding. He is so far superior and greater to what we can even imagine. That's why it says in Ephesians 3.20, He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all a man could ask or a man can think. According to His miracle working power that is where? Efficiently operative on the inside of us. We've all got the glory on the inside. We all have the life of God on the inside. We have the power of God on the inside. We've been given authority or the, you could say, power of attorney to use the name that's above every other name to carry out, carry out and transact business for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords as ambassadors for Christ upon this earth. And so I believe as we've gathered together tonight, we've called this fasting and what? Praise. I believe that God wants us just to gather together again and just really from the depth of our souls start praising Him. Praising Him for what He's doing in our nation. Praising Him for what He's doing in our families. Praising Him for what He's doing in our young people. In the body of Christ. In this ministry where He's called us. In this locality. Praise Him from the depth of our soul so He can begin living. Praise God. Showing himself strong and alive. Praise him for being our healer. I mean from the depth of our being. Thanking him. Praising him. Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord physician. You are the Lord our healer. Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord our provider. You supply all of our needs. Jehovah Nissi. You are our victor. Your banner over us is love. You defend us. You protect us. You take care of us in times of battle. You're there to fight for us. Our God, my God will fight for you, he said. Hallelujah. Can we do that tonight? As I said, that's what this is all about. So let's, can we do it? You can be comfortable if you want, but i like this all together to get if you can. We, I just want us to truly, first of all, stand in awe of him. Stand in awe of him. Lifting up our hearts, our eyes, and our minds. And just focusing on the greatness of the God that we serve. Who spoke and all the universe came into being. Who spoke and the very stars were, were named in the sky. Hallelujah. Who spoke and every created being was given life. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen to these words from the, from the scriptures. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. 
while I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth out, he returns to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord, his God, which made heaven and earth and sea and all that are in them is, which keeps truth forever. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. It's good to sing praises to the Lord. Praise him from the heavens. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun, moon. Praise him, stars of light. Praise Him, heaven of heavens, and waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? He commanded, and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the depths of the earth, ye dragons, all deeps, fire, hell, snow, vapors, stormy wind, fulfilling His word, mountains, hills, fruitful trees, and cedars, beasts, cattle, creeping things, flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, young men, maidens, old men, children, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent and his glory is above the earth and the heaven. He exalts the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah.